right. All right, coach. Short, sweet, fast. Yeah. That's what you said, right? Exactly it's time right. to dive in. Yeah, we're coming at you today. <laughs> it's going to be good. I can yes, feel it. it. So go ahead and introduce yourself, coach. We still haven't done our introduction. We need to do that. Oh, yes, we do. You know, just and then I can just put it in there, coach. But okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Greg McNeil, owner of Coach's Corner. All around funny guy, mm-hmm. recovering from surgery. Well, mm-hmm. thank goodness, I'm, I'm new puppy owner. As oh well. yes, he came in today. Whew, he's a bundle of joy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You yeah. got it, bad. But you're feeling better with your arm and I, stuff. I do. I feel better. I Probably mean, still get those twinges, though, huh? I do. I'm, I'm going to be having those for the next year, but mm-hmm. that's okay. I know what to do when it hits me. I just shut up. Yep. Because <laughs> I know I'm about to say some bad words, so I just shut up. <laughs> That's funny. Well, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication. And uh, hmm. let's see, I've decided that I am pretty darn smart. I think so, too. And you know what it is? It's like I've learned patience. You know what I mean? Well, I do. Let me preface. I mean, I can get impatient, right? I understand. But you know what I mean? Like, I do. on big things, I remember I would just run into stuff and then I'd have to clean up a bunch of messes. Yep. Now, even though I get excited about stuff, you know what I'm talking about, Coach? That's Our right. previous conversation, That's like, right. you know, I'm going to be patient. That's right. I'm going to be smart. <laughs> she said, I can wait. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so this I'm excited about because I had like a light bulb go off, like I was telling you in our pre show combo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like similar to when I found out that motivation is a myth. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, that that's a myth. It's not going to get you to the end because mm-hmm. if it did, we wouldn't have, you know, drug addiction mm-hmm. and, you know, right. all that stuff because that's motivation right. alone would help people, right? That's right. This is kind of along those lines. It is. So I was sitting with this lady, and from the very beginning of us meeting, mm-hmm. so that's probably like, Gosh, probably four four times now, mm-hmm. and just mentoring her in a little bit in some time management stuff and mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of goal setting and things. She she just keeps you know saying I don't I wish I was more disciplined. Like mm-hmm. she would just say it all the time. I wish I was more disciplined. And I was gonna address it after like the second you know session. I thought you know what that's a myth. That's that's a myth. So when we were talking, um, I said you know I said the source of transformation is not discipline. That's a myth. That's right. It's desire. That's right. And when I said that, it's like one of those times, Coach, you know, where you wish you had a, you could write down your own statement, like yep. take notes on yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so true. Because obviously with our work and yep. our coaching intensives, mm-hmm. we know that. That's right. But I never formulated it mm-hmm. and realized the first step is not motivation, nor is it discipline. It's desire. That's right. It's not even how. Yeah, it's not even how. You just, you have the desire. So I told her, you know, just briefly about the 5 a.m. thing and how my sub was already ready to Mm -hmm. go because Mm -hmm. I had the desire. Mm -hmm. So um, I think she got it. You know, the language and the mental habits, you know, she'll have Mm -hmm. to work on. But I think it hit her Mm -hmm. as strong Mm -hmm. as it did me too. Because I bet there's a lot of people listening to us right now that think they don't have discipline. Um, maybe they've gone through the cycles of having motivation and good intention, and then their sub starts fighting them, right? right? And then they get discouraged or, you know, just quit. That's so right. dive yeah. in, Coach, on okay. this. Okay, so motivation, right? Discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? 
you know, we any word that is that tends to suggest that a person has a certain level of characteristics, behaviors that lead to success, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so then we have other people to say, well, I don't have that. Yeah. Well, they're really emotional states in a way. You can compare them to emotional states because if you go and see Sherry Wilson when she's talking about her 5 a.m. program and you leave her um, seminar and you're excited, you're motivated, so right? That you're, goes I mean, off. That's right. Your emotion is really high. <laughs> yes, yes. And then because it's contagious. Exactly. Five minutes down the road, right? Then yeah. all of a sudden, the momentum of past habits comes back to her mind. Oh, all, coach, I've done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden. She's thinking, I need to go and do this right now. But it's like, oh, oh wait a minute. You need to stop over here first because there's something you need to do, right? Because mm -hmm. you like doing that. That's mm -hmm. a part of your habit. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, well, I'll wake up tomorrow at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. well, 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 maybe maybe it's Thursday. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to start next week. No, the beginning of the month. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. You see him? And now they're avoiding you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They're avoiding you like they owe you money. <laughs> and yeah. I, I see it all the time. Oh, and, and it's true. When you say it's a myth, the act of being disciplined itself is not a myth. But having discipline, right? You don't just have discipline. Discipline is going to be a direct result of the thing that you are focused on the most that you value at such a level that you would be willing to change whatever it is in your life to acquire or achieve or attain whatever that is that you're after. Mm -hmm. It's like, as you just said, desire sets the stage for action, Yeah. right? And we talked about that. Um Coach, you're, okay, so first of all, it's so true. I have been at things, you know, where I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. I'm excited. You mm -hmm. know, I leave the meeting. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that, you know. And when you say momentum of past habits, you're not necessarily talking about action. You're in the thought process, right. right? It's always thought yeah. process. Yeah, so you can be driving down, and then all of a sudden your mind's like, yeah, you know, you really don't want to do that. And, you know, you, you know, blah, blah. And all of a sudden... You know, the thoughts mm -hmm. will start flooding your conscience mm -hmm. and your, you know, your conscious mind. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Exactly. I mean, you don't even have to wait till the alarm. No, you don't. You know? You already know. Okay, so would it be an accurate statement to say discipline is sourced from desire then? It is. Absolutely. And that's why I told her because that whole 5 a.m. thing was a big deal for me. I know I've probably harped on it like the last three episodes, but the reason, I mean, you just have to understand. They have to know who you are and how yeah. you sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a huge deal, right? It's not any small thing. But what shocked me is how my sub was ready to go. That's right. And when you said that the discipline comes from what you really want and then you will start taking the action to achieve it. Mm -hmm. That reminded me of our conversation yesterday because I told her, I said, it's never the goal that you're going after. It's yeah. the intangible. That's right. You have to get that. Like That's It's right. almost like we get things reversed, right? That's right. So we put discipline before desire. It'll never mm -hmm. work. That's right. And then we put um, the goal before the intangible That's and right. the how. That's right. And uh, so I told her, like, for example, one of the things that's really bothered her is, 
um, she eats out too much, mm-hmm. you know. And her husband's like really fit. He's got like 20 plus years habit of training, you know, so he can eat whatever he wants. He mm-hmm. train, you know, it's a part of his life. And, you know, her, it's, you know, he doesn't want her to be too tired because she's a busy, you know, business person. He's like, well, let's just go ahead and go get something to eat. And, but that, that's not helping her because, right. you know, she's, she's not eating healthy and the money and all that. So anyway, um, I said, okay, first of all, like losing weight and stuff, that's like the goal, right? That's a tangible. I said, what is the intangible? What are you wanting? What's the result Mm-hmm. of you losing weight, the feeling. Mm-hmm. And at first she didn't understand. And That's so right. I, I explained it to her again. I said, you're not going after the weight loss. That's, That's not right. what you're going after. It won't work because you've mm-hmm. already tried it. That's right. So we got to stop the process That's of right. that, right? And she said, you know, and she began to like describe in detail the intangible. Mm-hmm. I said, that's what you want to go after. Now right. we need your point of desire. So we've got her plan, right? Mm-hmm. But it really struck me because when you look back at even the 5 a.m., I wasn't after getting up at 5. I was after freedom in my evening. Yeah. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it yeah. right there. And right? that's what kept me. Even this week, I've been like real tired. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like, man, and my sub was like, do you really want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? And I recognized what was happening. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I do see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I yeah. talked out loud, Coach. So, th- <laughs> clap, Thank you. Clap. Thank clap, you. Clap. We needed a pause, <laughs> pause here. So here's something that <clears throat> when I'm talking to people, it's like you have to believe mm-hmm that you can have the thing that you're after. Mm-hmm. And so this is the difference between, so when a person says, I don't have motivation or I lack discipline, I'm like, no, you don't. You just <laughs> don't have something that you care about enough. Yes. So let's just call it that. Right. Because everything that you're doing right now, you automatically, right, is what you want to do. And you do that like clockwork, <laughs> right? You know, and so, I have actually told some of my... uh, We're very similar. It's like I hear myself when you're talking. I'm like, yeah, I say that too. Yeah. You know, like some of the, you know, some of my um, coworkers, Uh you know, so we've, I've been teaching them certain things because I said, look, we, we have to stop. Yeah. So the person comes to see you, if they don't know what they want, if they can't get clear about it, Mm -hmm. you can't help them. Mm -mm. So... We don't need to know how somebody feels right now. We need to know what they want, right? Because so many times, if you start getting into a feeling state, you take the person back to where they've been, and the next thing you know, you spend, you're spending one, two, three, or four sessions talking about a person's unresolved feelings. Yes. It's like, cut that out. Yeah. It's like, tell me what you want, because see, you can redirect and change your mind, change your life the minute you decide what that is. Yeah. And if a person refuses to do that, then I leave them alone because it's not an accident. It's like, look, you're not failing, mm-hmm. right? So let's just stop. I don't want to hear that. There's nothing right. wrong with you. You just don't want it, yeah. right? So this is what we're telling our listeners. You can't fail if you're going after something that you know you really desire, right? Because it's impossible 
for you to fail if what you're after is something that you feel strongly about mm -hmm. and you believe that it is right for you. We haven't seen anybody fail doing that. That's important, Coach, what you just said, too, as yes, far as what you believe is right for you. That's exactly right. Because another thing I've noticed with people, like they get in the whole discipline idea and the whole motivation idea, is they like will look at something that's worked for someone else or what other people suggest or opinions, and they think they need to do it that way. So I told her, I said, there is no way you're going to succeed unless you find your own terms. That's right. You know, it's like, uh, for example, um, you're not going to motivate me to get up at five and go for a walk. No. That will not motivate me. Mm -hmm. Some days it may, but you motivate me to get on kettlebells or get on my cycle, then I'm fine. Talking you to know? you all day. Yeah. So it has to be something you like to do. Like if you're wanting to, you know, change a habit, you have to actually like the replacement. You do. You know, when we say um, comparison is mm -hmm. the thief of joy, mm -hmm. that's not just some saying. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So when we talk to our clients, we tell them, pay attention to what you're listening to. Pay attention to your, what we call your information diet, your news diet, where you allow things to come into your mind and take residence, right? Mm -hmm. So again, if you're trying to follow the pattern of another person, <clears throat> you don't know what that person's journey is. You're looking at a facade, and you're trying, again, here goes the abstract thing again, right? You're trying to build a life around something that is not a part of you. Right. You want what someone else has, but you don't have their desire. You don't know what they do at night. You don't know how much they pray or meditate or do whatever it is that they do to achieve what they have. Yeah. And so we have to stop this idea of thinking that just because someone has something, mm -hmm. that they got it easy, Right. Coach, it's like when you you know have someone that has synergy like me. I'm, I told her almost this exact same thing mm -hmm. because um, I told her you're saying that you don't rise to the opportunity, you rise to the level of preparation. Mm -hmm. It's a myth yep. and a fantasy to think there's an overnight success. In fact, it's insulting. If, it, if you talk to any actor, musician that's serious, you know, Anybody that has accomplished something. A successful business person, physically fit person, it doesn't matter. It is years, a lot of times decades. And I told her about Elton John. Mm -hmm. 20 plus years that man went after his dream. Exactly. And finally the door opened and he walked right on in. And so that desire was probably over 100%. You know what I mean? Like That's he was true. going to do it before he died, right? Yeah, he knew it. He yeah. knew that he was meant to sing, yeah. right? Yeah, Um Colonel so, Sanders. 65 years old when he started his business. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So you want to do something great. The first thing you need to ask yourself is, how badly do you want it and do you think it's right for you? Mm -hmm. If you haven't done that you're wasting your time. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say it to you again, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to worry about buying another book. Right. right? Yes. Or List attending another seminar. Listening to another podcast and getting great <laughs> ideas and getting worked up like you're in a nightclub or something. Cut it out, right? That was a BS meets truth moment. Exactly. If you want something badly enough, mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. Badly enough, you've been told, depending on what your faith is, if your desire is big enough, that means that your faith is right there and what you want is coming to you at light speed. But if you're the person that's thinking, it's like, well, I know I want this, but you can't make up your mind and you keep making excuses and then you keep falling back into the same habit patterns. You're telling yourself what you want for your life. So when you look up five years down the line, you're fatter, you're unhappier, things are not happening the way that you want. Come on now, let us get slapped on the face with it, right? Because that's what time does to us. You look in the mirror and it's like, oh, damn, I need to do something, right? (laughs) But if you don't believe you deserve to look differently, to feel differently, to have the kind of health so you could do all that you want in your life, then you're just going to keep getting fatter Mm -hmm. and you're not going to move well. You're not going to feel (laughs) good. It's like, you know, sometimes I realize that if I start going through the, the dictionary and thesaurus, I just keep pulling out words and I'm tired of that, right? So let's too just Too many call, words. Too call many it words. What it is. Like, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's a story. Okay. I came in here, didn't have a firearm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to hunt. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Just applied. Mm-hmm. I got two mature bull tags, right? Coach. Now who wants to bet against me? When I'm going out there, right? Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because that's what my life has been. Yeah. I got here in Clovis. It's like, who can I serve? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And then I need something from somebody. So when I told the guys the other day, man, I got two bull takes. There was like, <laughs> you know what's going to happen, don't you? He's going to get them both. You know why? Because my whole life is set up to do just that, just that. right now. Yeah. Right. I don't care how far I got to walk in the mountains. I don't care what I have to carry. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I can already see what I'm going to do yeah. to achieve the goal because I want it that much. Yeah. And this is what we're telling you, the listener. The magic formula is your desire. It is. And your desire is the secret because if your desire is where it needs to be, you can feel it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're not worried about how long it takes you because you know it's going to get there. So let's say the religious person, right? You consider yourself a Christian or something like that. Well, if you're in that genre, then you're in the long game. Mm-hmm. Because your faith is from the moment you commit to it till you're out of here. That's a yep. long time. So you yep. live to be in your nineties. That's a lot of yep. that's a lot of years, a lot of moments of faith. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there is no such thing that you do a little bit and then you look for the outcome. Coach, that's so good. <clears throat> and even on the faith thing, like I was telling that lady yesterday, because she, you know, she knows I'm a Christian and I said, you know, I had to come to the realization because I was telling her, I said, if you do not have what you say you want a year from now, it's on you. That's right. Because you got you get exactly what you want 100% of the time. That's right. What and you're thinking about. So um, I told her, I said, like, I had to come to grips with, you know, I had my three absolutes. And so my three absolutes were God time, um, me and Mike's coffee, and training. Those right. are my absolutes. And I told mm-hmm. her, I said, they're like... A, a doctor appointments. Mm-hmm. They don't get moved around unless mm-hmm. it's an emergency. Right. And uh, and I said, but I realized I was lying. The God time wasn't an absolute mm-hmm. because I'd keep working, you know, because I'm working. That's coach. right. That's I love to work, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to stop at four. I mm-hmm. want to keep working. So finally I was like, man, I'm lying. That's not a, a desire. 
So then I had to ask myself a question. Okay, how do I get that desire? And so the first thing is I had to define the perimeters of what I wanted that to look like. From that point on, Coach, I can say that God is an absolute. Mm -hmm. Um, Every day at four, me and him meet together. I have coffee with Mike at five, and then I have my training, you know, five, six times a week, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for people, like we know a student, you know a person where you're like, what do you want? And they draw a blank. Yep. What do they do, Coach? They generally will quit. So how do you, like how, and we might have talked about this before, because me and you have been doing a lot of this stuff for a long time, so we can pretty much, like, if we don't have a desire at a level of 10, we can make it happen. That's right. What do you do with people that they're starting out like a negative, you know, four, like their life has stolen any concept that they can have what they want? What do you recommend for them? So train their imagination. Okay. Because so one of the things that's happening with the person is because they've oh, been that's in, good, coach. They have been in what we call like the deficit mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I can't have this. It's like they don't even look at it. It's sort of like a person being outside, but they never see the horizon. They just look down at the ground. Mm-hmm. When they're walking, they're constantly looking at the ground. So what I have clients to do is write. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the only way to strengthen that imagination is to strengthen the imagination and you have to practice it. So I've had people go to the board, the dry erase board, and they're standing there looking at me. They can't write a thing. And so I'm telling them, I said, that's all right. I said, just start with one. Mm-hmm. And I said, then write another one. If you need to take a break from it, come back and do it again. Now, this is just not in <laughs> in my uh, office setting, but when they're at home too, because I give those assignments. But they have to learn how to start writing it down because what they confront when they go into that exercise Mm -hmm. is everything that they can't have, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this is why when we talk to them, the first thing that they do is give us a negative. Mm -hmm. We say, what do you want? I don't want that, right? Right. So we already know how they think. That happens every time, So the imagination exercise then is really good because once they start writing things down, they start connecting to themselves. They start finding out. It's like, you know what? I do like that, Mm -hmm. right? And the more they start doing it, the better they get. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, I'm pretty insistent with it because if they don't engage in that exercise, they won't break the habit. Yeah. Because the momentum of past habits can be really, really strong with that person. Yep. So this is why when they come to see me, it's like, all right, how are we doing? I'm doing fine. Let me see your book. Yep. And then from that point on, Coach, when they have one of those desires fulfilled. It pops off the page. They know. It's like, this works. It does. You know, our student that she... Bailed? No, not that one. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Sorry. But the other... That's like the door slam, the last one. Oh, please forgive me. I'm sorry. No, um, our other student, they completed. Yeah. Coach, that was funny. Failed. Oh, she did. Uh, She did. But the one that didn't, when when I first met her, she drew a blank. I'd be like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Then, once she was like, oh, and she started writing, it was way too much. It was like a pet, you know, front, back mm-hmm. columns, you know, mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Now you're going to need, and I didn't tell her no, no, no. But I said, you need to whittle it down. So mm-hmm. they have to be eight to 10, right? That's on right. On your list. And so she did. And mm-hmm. she got it down to six things. She probably mm-hmm. had like 40 to 60 things on her piece of paper. Yeah. It was almost like a flood. 
that once she started writing, you know what came to my mind when you were talking? It's like if you've been in prison and every decision's made for you, whether you see the outside or not, it doesn't matter, right? right. What you're going to eat's made for you yeah. when you're going to bed, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you have freedom. I think it'd be a little bit scary, you know? Yes. So for people like what we're discussing where they've never, they didn't know they could have what they want, all of a sudden I think sometimes maybe the commitment of writing down and training their imagination could be a little scary. Okay, so since we like to deal in real mm -hmm. talk, so that's a real situation. Mm -hmm. I was working at a prison here in New Mexico, a level four prison, and I get a call at midnight. Mm -hmm. It's snowing. I have to drive from Albuquerque out to um, Moriarty mm -hmm. mm. um, to a CCA prison to see a guy. Yeah. Well, um, he was getting paroled. Mm. But when he went into prison, um, they had rotary phones. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I, you know, I'm like, what's going on? So he's suicidal, right? So I get there and um, I'm talking to him. He says, Coach, what am I going to do? Almost, <clears throat> mm -hmm. even to this day, I, when I think about it, it still almost chokes me up, makes me yeah. want to cry. Yeah. But I'm looking at a person that says, I can't survive out there. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what we're talking about yeah. to the people that are listening. You don't have to be behind bars to be in prison. Your prison can be your, your thoughts. Pr your first prison is your thinking, just mm -hmm. like your first action is a thought, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And in you have to be willing to practice, mm -hmm. right? You have to be willing to practice. And this is why when I work with people, I never go to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's like, I know you're good at that. I'm not interested in that. I want to see what you can't do well because that's where you get tripped up at. Yeah. And it's like, I do the same thing with myself. I don't go after the thing that I do well. It's like, okay, what is it I don't do well? Yeah. So people can hear me say things and it's like, Greg, Coach Greg isn't a Christian, is he? No. <laughs> Coach. I'm not. But you wouldn't know it by practices I have. When I meet you on the street, it's like, hey, look, how you doing? How can I help you? How can I serve you? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm going to go the extra mile for you. Yeah. I pray in the morning, mm -hmm. throughout the day, and before I go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I make sure that I do not mistreat any person that I deal with on a daily basis. That's I true. don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. But when you hear me talking over here, I'll make your hair stand up, right? Well, your exuberance <laughs> in certain times in our podcast today has been interesting. <laughs> no. Bailed. <laughs> but I'm that kind of guy, mm -hmm. though, right? But when it comes to doing the work that I'm here for, mm -hmm. if I see you on the street, as far as I'm concerned, you a child of the one. Mm -hmm. So... My job is to never offend you. Mm -hmm. There was a song one time, I can't remember, I want to say maybe Alana Morissette, What If God Was One Hunters. of Us. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's my approach. I'm walking down the street. I don't know who you are. So when you and I start talking, it's like, not what I want, but how can I serve you? Right? And coach, you know my background situation yeah. I was you know, freaking out on. Mm -hmm. If that philosophy would have been followed, mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't be in the bind I'm in, and that person will, would not be in the bind they're about to be in, right? That's it, right. It's true. You never know how you treat someone is going to all of a sudden show up, you know? It, it does. And so uh, what happens is people like to call it karma. I don't want to deal with that because, um, again, that's a negative statement to mm-hmm, me, right? Mm-hmm, now, I yeah. understand if I'm talking to somebody that's Indian, then we're, now we're going to get into the philosophy of it, which is not what most people believe. Right. But that's not what this podcast is, yeah. right? And I definitely, by the way, have been in those situations where my past response, actually I should say reaction to mm-hmm. things, and then all of a sudden I'm serving on a board with one of the people, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, <laughs> mm, yeah, that wasn't good, was it? You know, like it it does, and so it's not it's not like a motivation uh, treating people kindly that you don't want to have bad karma. That's a core value of yours. Exactly. And so what happens is, and this is what I like to tell people, the first action is a thought. Mm -hmm. It's a thought process. It doesn't matter if it's below the threshold of the person's awareness because now they're just on automatic programming. It's still a thought form, right? So when a person treats someone badly and then all of a sudden it comes around to them, it comes around to them because they're in that same space, right? If you rob banks, it's not a surprise that you're gonna get caught. You're in that same space. You have to get caught. Cops and robbers go together, Mm -hmm. right? They do. It is, if you're in that game, you get caught. it's, it's, It's not a surprise, it's what it is, right? So if you mistreat people and then all of a sudden you find out that people are not treating you kindly, it's not a surprise, Yes. right? If somebody embarrasses you because you happen to run off at the mouth and say things to people that you shouldn't be saying Mm -hmm. because you think you can say it, Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden, you're embarrassed, mm-hmm. you set that situation up with yeah. the way you think. And conversely, if you change that, you change everything else in your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It says if you have the faith of a mustard seed, right, there's yeah. one, right? And what's the other one? That if you go and you pray and you say, I'm going to get rid of all of this stuff, that's bad in me, but then you don't follow through on it. Now, all of a sudden, you're twice as bad as you were Mm -hmm. beforehand. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know what that scripture Mm -hmm. is I'm talking about, right? And so when I'm telling people, it's like, look, if you want to change, you have to be honest with yourself. Yep. If you can't be honest with yourself, stop talking. Yep. (laughs) Just stop talking. I think we need to... That's that's probably where we need to end. All right, then. (laughs)